Hello. Welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast. Where four friends that... No, I was trying to do a robot <laughs> voice. Is that a sexy voice? I thought she was trying to do like an ASMR of like Where four friends... Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Especially this week. Um, I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm appalled. No one likes this movie. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is John's pick. 1988's 18 again. Not you know to be what? confused with Tony's, but every year that 17. was 17, 17 again. Or Carly's pick next week, 19 again. Uh, is that a thing? <laughs> Probably. I just want to say what is on our top ten list is Tony's shirt today. Because it's because re- it's the top ten best Batman shirt you own. Oh, it's wow. so cute. I love your Batman shirt. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so what is eighteen again? You asked. Well, I'm glad you asked, Elaine. <laughs> yes, because I was very. In, I was like, what is this? This is an aging, ruthless businessman mm-hmm. swaps bodies with his grandson. Yep. In the wake of getting into a car accident. Is he yep. ruthless? No. He's portrayed as kind of a douchebag in he the beginning. He is kind of a douchebag. At least a douchebag. And hilarity They suits. don't really show us that he's ruthless. He's just mean he's, to his mean. son. <laughs> yeah, he is mean to his son. He's mean to his son and kind of douchey to his grandson, who he actually likes, but at the same time, he's kind of douchey to. Because his son didn't live up to him, so he wants his grandson to, is what I feel like yeah. is the case there. Fair enough. <laughs> um, this movie... Has a 5.7 out of 10 out of, on the um, IMDb. Has a 29% on the tomatoes that are rotten. Now here's the fun part. Is I can't figure out how much money uh, the movie cost to make. Six mm-hmm. bucks. <clears throat> um, I don't know. They had a Rolls Royce. So probably like three or four. Well. But it's Rolls Storefront. But I'm going to go with this worldwide gross of $2.5 million. Probably was a little bit more less than what it cost to make. I mean, this was what, 80? 88. 88. So, so maybe uh, 5 million? Even cheap would have been like. scale in 88? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be five around 5 million. Burns is the big draw. And he probably yeah. got. Red Buttons might have made a little bit of money. He's kind of famous. I do love Red Buttons. The rest of them, yeah. Because he was in it. Pete's Dragon? Yep. But this was um, written by two people Josh Goldstein. Ask uh huh. Who you may also know from. Blo- uh, a couple episodes of Blossom. Maybe. Jonathan like Prince, it. who wrote... Um, Nothing. <laughs> and rightfully All so. All right. Uh, <laughs> and the director on this is Paul Flar- F- Flaherty. I'm, you know, I've been breathing all day. I'm tired. I did uh-huh. take a nap, though. Flaherty. Anything else he's done? Um, the only thing that he's been... He did some Muppet episodes. <laughs> wow. Tracy Ullman oh. show. Wow. Um, used to watch the Tracy I mean, show. we make fun of them, but there's a lot of these people started on music music videos. So the Wayne Brady show. Actually, you know, I don't think there's work. anything wrong with the Muppets. They're, you know, it's really hard to direct a puppet. Starring or a bunch of puppets. This is starring the great George Burns, who you may remember from Oh God, Oh God, Book Two, Oh God, You Devil. What else was? What was like? Um, he's a famous actor. He had to have been up. famous. For before he became an old well, he used old man, to have a show with his wife, or Sergeant Peppers, him and Gracie, or whatever. I didn't look at his IMDb. I did, um, but the other star of this movie is Charlie uh, Schlatter. Schlatter, yeah, uh-huh. Hard, easy for you to say. Mm. 
Uh, I would pronounce that Schlater. Schlater. S-C-H-L-A-T-T-E-R. Now, Schlater. But I remember Charlie him Schlater. mostly from is the Ferris Bueller TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Because there was this and Parker Lewis Knows Best were like Parker two. Lewis Can't Lose. Parker can't Lewis lose. Can't, can't Lose. Win. Can't Win, whatever. Well, whatever, that yeah. was a great show. Oh, it was, was like knock off Ferris with... Bueller, but it was way better. Yeah, I, I watched Ferris Bueller. That's what I know him from. And he, I forgot about that. He was in a. He was in a lot of Batman. He's also in Police Academy, Mission to Moscow. Mm-hmm. He played. Five? He's done a lot of voice like work as the Flash in Batman cartoons. Hmm. All right. So also starring Arnie Watson, uh, which was Tony Roberts. You may know him from those great little ditties of Annie Hall, Serpico. Hmm. Um, Anita Morris plays Madeline, which of course everybody knows her from. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. But there's really no. A lot of people got paid scale for this movie. I yeah, think. and then of course we have for it, I guess. Red Buttons, who was in a whole bunch of stuff in the '60s and '70s. This might, this might have still been one of the yeah. last days of like contract movies, too. I wonder. Because this is, I mean. But hey, what did you think going in, Carly? I thought, oh no. <laughs> and I was open to liking it. Doesn't sound like it to me. Any, I didn't. Well, it's just another one of these movies. I you I, don't like body switching movies. They're fine. Okay. They're fine. Because we're gonna be doing doing them. <laughs> I think I liked Seventeen again. Mm, okay. If Elaine were to go back into the report, I believe I yayed that movie. <laughs> I do believe you do. It was me that did not ever want to watch that again because I couldn't handle the embarrassment. I do kind of want to pick Freaky Friday, not going to lie. Uh, what, you can. Since you're talking, what did you think? I checked it. About this? I was like, have I seen this? No, about Freaky Friday. <laughs> I was like, have I seen this? I knew I had. I think I might have. I like George Burns. Man, I think have I seen this? Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought. Tim. I remember watching this a great deal no on HBO when I was younger. You're not really so I was like, let's do this again. I've watched it a million times, but I haven't probably watched it in like 30 years. It's like, cool ass. So definitely we're always down to watching All right, well, stuff. I have some reviews. Yeah? Here's one. Are um, they from recently or from the This 80s? is from 1998. So okay, so a not... A little bit. Not recent, but not when the movie came out. Um, I'm not going to tell you which one of these, but here's the, it's from... I'm sure we'll figure it out. Bilby 3, and it's titled, One of the Best Comedies of All Times. This is from 1998? No, this is the review was 1998. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There there was a IMDb in 1998. This is December 26, 1998. Yeah. Was there internet? (laughs) Yes. I I saw this movie 10 years ago and still haven't seen a better comedy. I enjoyed every minute of it. Don't miss. Wow. Wow. That's a long time to go without seeing a better comedy than this. Now, he may be in jail. I mean, maybe he only watches dramas. Who knows? All right, and here's one. Um, this is from Seraphine. Mm-hmm. This is from 2014. Yep. The story premise of a body swap, swap movie surely rare for the movie time, for the movie's time frame. Sarcasm font. Many movies have tried this, and most have done it better than this. Mm-hmm. At all chance, watch any other movie but this. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it better if you make up a bullshit statue that you switch bodies? Like, really, does it matter? Because I was looking through all these body swap movies, and a lot of them are just 
there's a statue we both touch or a bowl or like Father Lyson had the serum where they both had to drink it and then look at yeah. it. Yeah. I feel like this the is one... unique because we don't see both perspectives of the body. Like usually yeah, you get the usually body switch you see both. and you get the the grown up and the child perspective. But this you just get old man becomes eighteen again, the and kids stuck in a coma the whole time. Yeah. Which I gotta say bothers me. Get to it at the, when we get to it. Okay. And then the, the switch, they both pee on a the pond at the same time. The body swap movie, and I'm using quotes yeah. here, that I watched as a kid was The Parent Trap. <laughs> the old one. That's and not I a know, body swap They're movie. not body swap, yeah, but that's... they choose lives. Yeah. But I don't remember it's ever like, watching... like Trading Places is a body swap. Like, it's not. Big was on the some of those lists. Yeah, I definitely it. saw Big. I would put Big on there because it's... But well, is it a body swap? It swapped yeah. his, it yeah. swapped his body. Yeah. It swapped his body to a giant person. But those are like the But two. that was like a magic Zoltan. He made yeah. a magic wish, which is what this was. They made a magic wish. Well, and then got in a car blew, accident. Blew his candles out. They made a wish and got in a car accident in an antique store. What was happening in that store? <laughs> Maybe it was the, the, store the, the Arcana was. Cabana. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they zoomed in on that store too long for it to not to have some kind of significance well, to the director. But there, there was a welcome back to the podcast in that store. Did you see it? Mm-mm. Godzilla was in that store. Oh wow! Like an inflatable Godzilla. Wow, I'm really wow. Godzilla's what? That's his third. Yeah, it's his third time on the pod. You might get have to get a very big jacket. Wow, if I had seen that, I definitely would have put that as my favorite tertiary object. Of course, I did not. Min- I did not catch it. It's Aww. just it's just when they first go in because I kept looking for it like to show up again when they're running around that they were getting out of the car, but they don't, you don't see it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright. Well, without any further ado, let's get into this. Alright. Mm-hmm. So, New World Pictures. We yep. open to a cop car, and David um, is seen running, and he warns Poorly Shore. The character's name is Barrett, but they never call him anything yeah. in this movie. So I looked it up at the end, and I was like, fuck it, he's Pauly. <laughs> um, oh, I want to interrupt here. The little bit of opening music. Like, there's like chimes, and then the the production company's logo comes up, mm-hmm. made me think of the music from the Tri-Lambda concert in Revenge of the Nerds. I just had to tell you that because that's instantly what popped in my head. We know what those movies have in common? This, I don't know. It was the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> it was the 80s. And that we, we all know that's a viable excuse for just about anything to happen. Because what was that movie we did? Oh, well, that was the 80s. It was the 80s. Beastmaster. I'm not sure that was, that's a, we used it as a viable excuse. That was just... The only logical explanation we could come up with for why this was happening. So I want everybody to remember that Elaine picked Beastmaster. And I apologize profusely for that. Did you apologize to me even once for picking 18 again? No. Not only did you shit on my Godzilla movie, but then you made me watch this. (laughs) But I said I was sorry for making you watch Beastmaster. I watched it and immediately apologized to everyone and felt really bad about the whole thing. And then you made me watch Godzilla. I don't think you really felt bad. That's a great movie. I didn't hate it. Said no one ever. (laughs) Beastmaster was just wild. (laughs) Did not remember that. (sighs) Well, anyway, so he runs up to Pauly Shore and he says, Hand me the paint. So then Pauly Shore spills paint on him. Then he says, Now hand me the bucket. That was a really good line to start a movie with. Come on! (laughs) No? I don't have a problem with Pauly Shore. All right, title card, and we see we run to the frat house. You know, I'm sorry. I, I've i always had this, like, kind of like, what's the other guy that you were talking about? Oh, I can't watch a movie with him in it. He was in one of the body swap movies. 
and you were like, oh, the hot chick one. Who, who? Oh, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Yeah. Like, mm. I've always, like, in my brain, just hated Polly Shore. Mm-hmm. Really? And then I'm watching this movie, like, you don't hate Polly Shore, the actor. You hate, you hate Polly Shore, the character. Yeah. You hate the weasel. He did a movie where he played right, a character, and it was so popular that he just became that. He was a he's the character caricature of a man. Actual Polly Shore is probably a pretty nice dude. Seems to be. <laughs> I watched Polly Shore on Cribs, like this was years ago, mm-hmm. and. He was seemed like the really the nicest dude, and he was like, "I'm really happy you guys are here. I had you guys catered, and you showing things." And I was like, "Wow, that's nothing like the Paulie Shore that you would think of." Yeah. And even annoying Paulie Shore the character, I don't mind that. Like, I think Son in Law is funny. I think Paulie Shore I the character. Don't is Don't know if I want to watch Encino Man again, but I would. Biodome, <laughs> I remember liking a lot. I don't know why. Don't come at me. He's not. That bad in Encino Man. Mm-hmm. The Encino Man is just the movie's kind of. It's strange. just the movie Encino Man. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry. The there's not just a lot. You mentioned it, but I'm like, yeah, I did not hate him in this movie. He didn't really and, have anything to do in this movie. And I just was like, he was kind of like, why do I hate this guy? Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> back to school, and right? Kind of just walks around, and you're like, okay. That's... If you want to pick him as your favorite tertiary object, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. It, he does not beat my favorite tertiary. <laughs> All right, so um, David walks past and we see a picture of his grandfather hanging over the mantle and he says, Hiya, Grandpa. I'm like, don't you see this thing every day? Like, All right, whatever. And he's harassed immediately by Russ and his minions because it's the 80s and you have to have the, yeah. the finely coiffed haired bad guy. Yeah. Who has to be like a foot taller than you and have it two to three other guys behind him. All right, so then we cut to history class. I have Oily and David are there, but it's Paulie and David. <laughs> he doesn't oily. look a bit oily in this. <laughs> oily no, really and David <laughs> are staring at Robin. Now, I didn't mention her, her in the um, characters, but I always liked her in Charles in Charge. She was great in Charles in Charge. And, she, of course, we all know her from Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, she was in Charles in Charge. She was Charles's girlfriend. She was a character in Charles in Charge. In Ghostbusters, she was just a hot chick. So, it's... She was it, the one that uh, Venkman was trying to... Pick to up bang. Um, to show bang his, um, yeah. his ex- cooler. Because while Ghostbusters is one of my favorite movies of all time, Peter Venkman is a sexual predator. Yeah. <laughs> and when you watch that movie now, you're like, well, Yikes. Yikes. it was the 80s. It was the 80s. Sometimes <laughs> you carry Thorazine on dates. There's a lot of weird <laughs> stuff happening in the 80s, and you I'm glad. <laughs> Look, so and you know what? I'm glad as a country we've moved past accepting <laughs> that kind of behavior. I'm just, and it's not funny the, anymore. It's okay. When you see these things, but you know how hard it is to be a woman. I'm like, actually, now it's probably pretty good. Watching this from like the 60s <laughs> to the 80s, I'm like, I would have got on board then because if you, wow. If you think you have a hard time as a woman, please go back and watch. What was that movie with Sly and Sharon Stone? Specialist. The Specialist. Oh, my God. If you think your life is hard, you go watch that movie. Think and about imagine, May. And imagine not just that woman in that movie, but you are actually Sharon Stone, and this is a script you're given, and you have to do this or you won't eat. I, like, I, um, take a look at that. That was after Basic Instinct. She wasn't starving for me. I don't know. <laughs> but we don't know if it was May before. Yeah. But I would like to give her a hug. Be like, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. You won't have to do this nudity anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway. Uh, so they're in a history class, and they're staring at Robin. Mm-hmm. And, and their teacher is saying, hey, we're going to give you historical people that you need to look at. And Robin is mad because she couldn't do Kennedy instead of Harry Truman. And the teacher's like, well, 
Truman, while he's not as popular and as cute as Kennedy, he's very interesting and he gets all like creepy up on her. Yeah, he this does is, more than once in this movie. Well, we we were like, we can spend it. some time together and I can teach you all about him. Like, we're like, he's doing this in front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Carl were talking about like what college class is teaching you about one president and everybody in the class is going to write about this also, one president? It's, it's like a high history school shit. class and Truman died in like. The 70s. Well, also, <laughs> also he, he handed out, everybody got, like, no, I thought everybody got a different president. Everybody got a different president. I don't president. know, okay. but why are but we spending so much time Even on so, Because he wants was, the banger. No, no, but she said, I wanted to do my thesis uh, thesis on the Kennedys. So this is, she doesn't get to pick her thesis. Yeah. yeah. That's I'm a huge up. deal. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, you should be able to pick. And she is, she did say she's a history major, so maybe he is her advisor. And, but, yeah, yeah she, like, he's just real weird. able to pick about and thesis. Um, yeah. if isn't she a freshman? This is eighteen again. <laughs> yeah, he's a pledging. To be he, pl- he's a fraternity pledge. How old is she? I don't know. Twenty-two. She's, well, but she's it's very strange. The other guy, maybe she is twenty yeah, or twenty-one. But <laughs> maybe. But then why would she want? There's to- a big gap between twenty-one and eighteen <laughs> yeah, in college. She's a charismatic um because it's a, it's he? a it's a college movie. The same oh, reason yes. The same reason that he's chased in college movies. You chase after these guy girls that have obvious big hulking boyfriends. They're like, I can just go. There's like a million girls in this class. You have to have this one girl who obviously has a boyfriend. Actually, George Burns makes that same point when they go to the diner because he's like, actually, there is one girl, and he goes, just one. It's college. He like, says you're never going to have this kind of choice again. He says you'll never have his grandest selection again. <laughs> Which was some truth. Yeah. Right. Friends, listen to me. When you're in college, you'll never have such a grand selection. There was some good advice in this movie, get, I hate get, to admit. Get out but there it's buried in all this crap. And as they said in Coming to America, soy your royal oats. Anyway. So we cut to... That's not what my son is doing. Our son calls. He went to the club last night. We'll, get, we'll get to that later. Nice. Yeah, you needed John's help to buy a new watch. Yeah. I don't know what kind. Pensacola. Mm-hmm. I don't know what clubs are there. I've never been. I've never been to Pensacola. I don't know the clubs. He needs Pensacola. You know who would know? Our son. Your son. Ben. Yeah. Uh, nah, he, ben probably clubs. doesn't he know. He didn't have a lot. He like most people have no good. Quick, you're a grown up. Ben, chime in. What's the club scene yeah. like in Pensacola? <laughs> Expect a text message soon. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know the good hot clubs. Well, the kids are going to club. But I, it was an underage club because we were. It's like the only club I went to. It's like the only club I went to was Sam's Club. Goodbye, <laughs> diapers. It's the only club I've been to. All right. Anyway, so um, Arnie, who's David's dad, mm-hmm. is inside of Jack's office, who's his dad, George Burns. Um, and he's got a bunch of papers and stuff, and he's trying to get across to his dad. He's like, "Hey, dad, I've got some ideas," and he's like, "Uh," and Jack's like, "Yeah, fuck off." Do what I tell you, eat a dick, and go away. Yeah, he treats his son like shit, mm-hmm. which is, like, I'm supposed to like this character? Well, I'm not, I'm actually not supposed to like him yet, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Because he's but giving I like his him son more shit. now than I do. So then, <laughs> so then what's funny is now David comes in, and Arnie immediately gives David shit. Mm-hmm. Well, he did learn from, and, he learned from his father. And then to compound that, Jack gets up, and he's like, well, how was track practice? And he goes, what'd you run? He goes, a 456. He goes, 456. I ran 456, but I had what's-her-name on my back, and we were running with a beer <laughs> in the yeah. It's like, wow, you wonder why David doesn't want to come see you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is some turbulence between all these people. Mm-hmm. So we immediately have, an, you know, it's been three minutes, cut to another scene. Mm-hmm. We're at Jack's birthday party, 
-hmm. And Madeline is there. Madeline appears to be in her 40s, I would say. What would you think? They never say, but what would you estimate her age to be? I thought... Mid to late forties. I would say in like forty six, forty seven, at least. Tony. Yeah, Yeah, I go with that. Yeah, it's hard because it's the eighties and girls look different. You know. Well, let's see. Yes, because girls in the eighties that were considered older, like the golden girls, they were like fifty. Yeah. So she was (laughs) forty four. Yeah, they were all retired seniors at a home. So she was probably playing forty. I mean, but you get the impression, even by looking at her. I mean, even if you were to say she was sixty, she's considerably younger. Than, yes. Yeah, and George Burns is Jack, who's 81 today. Well, she's probably the same. Well, I would assume that they're, she's younger than the dad and the mom. Yeah. Well, we were trying to figure that out, too, because we are like, so he's 81 and his grandson's 18. Does that really work time-wise? It I guess can. The dad, if he had his son lay and yeah. his dad had, his, had kids lay. If he had his son in his 30s and his son had him in his 30s, he yeah. didn't get there. But Amanda was like... Back when Grandpa was having kids, you normally didn't wait till you were thirty. I, and then we were like, "Well, maybe he had five sons." <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing. We don't know how many kids he has, or for what, well, the, what their situation is. is. I'm gonna guess that there's only the one because they're at his yeah. birthday party. He's only well, the mayor. I mean, <laughs> also, let's be real. Let's look at the kind of man he is. He's got this girlfriend, Madeline. We don't see a wife, but maybe his son was from wife number three. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, or the other if wives. we look at my dad, he had a kid when he was in his, oh, God, I have to do the math, 50s? I don't know, but we have some sisters who are listening. They can probably help you out there. I'm trying to Hello, think. Hello, Audra. Yeah, I mean, he was, at least, he was definitely 50-something. I don't know. I'd have to do the math. I don't. I mean, it's not unheard of. It can happen. But uh, Hugh Hefner. Like, men never stopped being able Charlie to Charlie Chaplin had babies when he was so, in his 90s. if he had more than one wife, okay, this could be a real... He could have had a kid really Charlie late Chaplin. in life. That's oh, yeah. true. Once you get to a certain age, you're more chance that your kids are going to be messed up if you have them older. Anyway, so, um, Jack introduces her as his companion. Not his girlfriend, it's my companion, Madeline. Uh-huh. All right. Like he's Doctor Who or something. Yeah. Uh, Jack meets up with David, and they talk well, about... Well, he's a gentleman, and he's classy, and a gentleman never tells. So uh, he wouldn't want to imply things about her. Mm. <laughs> anyway. So David's parent, no. uh, mother is saying, what is wrong with your ties? Is this a clip-on? Where did you get this? Is this one of Dad's? So when he meets up with, David, with um, Jack later on, they talk about how lively he is, and he's like, Grandpa, when I'm your age, I wish I'm half as lively as you are now. And he goes, don't wait, kid. You're half as lively as I am now. Is that tie a clip-on? Everybody's obsessed about his fucking tie. Well, I mean, does anybody know how to tie a bow tie? I do. It's you do not tie your your shoe in a bow knot. Uh-huh. It's basically that. I've never seen you wear a bow tie. When did you learn to tie a bow tie? I googled it. <laughs> he couldn't Google it though back in 1988. Nope. So no, if you didn't know. You needed somebody. I'm sure the butler knows how to tie. It's not that hard to do. It's hard to do really good. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, David is in Jack's office, and he's looking at his old track shoes, which have spikes on them. We were like, why? Yeah, we'll get to that. I mean, maybe when he ran track, it was in the dirt. Um, (laughs) I thought most track track shoes do have spikes on them. Yeah. Even if you're on an asphalt? No, because even on the... It's not asphalt. Stuff. It's like rubber, but it's for better for gripping. Yeah, but and it's not a solid it. surface. Yeah. It's mm. it's textured. I was more on the fact of why do they feel like this is the peak of track shoes? <laughs> well, I was like, 
we see what they run on. It's not dirt. It's no, some it's, kind of tarmac or something. It's like, but also, what are the chances that he wears the same size shoe, or that these shoes are something you want to wear after? 40, 50, 70 years, they're not going to fit very mean, well. It's like using a catcher's mitt nobody's used or something. In the IMDb, it says Spoilers. that the leather would have fallen apart at this point. Yeah. But Tony Which is like, true. You, if you cared for them and you, you know, oiled the leather and right, but this, Tony was moving like, around and stuff. Why if we're going to have this track subplot, didn't they pick a taller actor with longer legs? To, and I was like, we just have to grow up into George Burns. He's like, no, he doesn't. He's like, no, he doesn't. What are you talking about? Why didn't they? Like, all the other track stars Yeah, all the other track stars were like 7'9 and stuff. I'm like, this little kid not running. But he is the same height as George Burns. No. It does work for that. was unnecessary. Well, I have a feeling that this kid, they, somebody thought this kid was going to be, because he's pretty cool. I think they thought he was going to be like Michael well, J. Fox or something. He was in a movie with Michael J. You Fox. You don't necessarily be like the next Michael J. Fox. have really? to have long Never legs to be yes. great at oh, track and field. I know. Only for sprinting. Right. But and most like hurt. long distance runners are small. Because you carry a lot of force. <laughs> All right. And, anyway, and we don't know how far. It looks like maybe a half I think, mile is I thought what it was a he mile. runs, but. I thought it was they were doing a Well, mile. they're going to pick the shortest amount because, you know, <laughs> they don't want the movie to be... But it's definitely more than one lap. Yeah. Anyway, so um, David is in Jack's office and he's looking at his old track shoes and he's looking around and Madeline comes in and she also asks if that tie's a clip on. Mm-mm. Get up off of his nuts about this fucking tie. Yeah. But she's, she's a college kid. He's not dressing up as much, you know. Yeah. But she's hitting on him, which yeah. is wrong on all kinds of levels. But then um, Jack comes in and snags him away. Jack introduces uh, David to his, as a Lambda Chi Delta. I get the impression these guys are old Lambda Chi Delta brothers. Right. Um, and then Madeline brings in the cake. Everybody sings happy birthday, but she stops them so she could do her Marilyn Monroe thing. Yeah. Which was awkward. I don't know. I don't know, but I like the idea that you go to birthday parties where you can just shush everybody so you get to sing. I said, because it happens more than once. I said, man, this happens in movies a lot. I've never been to a party where somebody was just talking and giving a coast, and then they were like, maestro! <laughs> they want to sing. I mean, if you're rich and it's your party, I guess, yeah. everyone, you know, and do what you got to do. And they say, hey, Jack, you got to have a, a wish. He goes, why? I have everything I could ever want. I'm like, wow, this is like a plot of a movie, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, well, there's only one thing. Be flat. And there's someone at the piano. Boom. <laughs> and I, I guess he's supposed to be singing, but George Bird was 91 in this. <laughs> so he was having a hard time talking. Yeah. <laughs> and he was still smoking, God bless him. Look at that. Smoked 10, 10 cigars a day, according to what we were looking at. And, yeah, we watched a very strange video. After and he this. lived another decade after this. <laughs> yeah. He died to live in it was like it was all the 100. people in the movie, and there were just still shots from it with like IMDb trivia about each person. <laughs> yeah, somebody broke it all down. I was like, okay, we'll sit through this. It was weird, but a lot of them said current photo and um, details unknown. <laughs> and we were like, okay. Current- oh man, see if there see to make it fun, it should have been a current photo of George Burns and showed a. De- <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That would be no, funny. No, yes, it would be. No. But you would have liked it. I would be fine. But it's me. And it's been 25 years. There's no decomposing. He's a skeleton. And also, no, he's not. He's in a casket. Casket. 
How do you know? He's in a what? I'm sure he's in a kiosk. A kiosk. He's in a kiosk. He's in a kiosk. I don't know why I said it like that, but that's just the way I'm saying it. So, so Jack sings. He wishes he was 18 again. And I asked Elaine, would you like to wish to be you were 18 again? She says, no, 33. I said, no, I don't want to be 18 again, but maybe like 33. Lord, I wish I was 33 again. I was in really good shape when I was 33. That's when I had abs and ripply back muscles. I was a strong, strong chick. You were there. Yes, I wasn't 33. By the time I was 33, I was not in good shape anymore. <laughs> but Carly was also, when I was 33, though, Carly was also in really good shape. That was the best shape I've ever been in. You're welcome. It's probably also the best shape you've ever been in. You're welcome. Yeah. Since high school. Since high I was school. a very good shape she, in high school. Yeah, she was a cheerleader. Oh, that's right. You were I did keep people up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did sports in high school, but I wasn't in, I was in better shape. It's in different my kind of shape, though. When you and think I, about, like, yeah. ran every night before I went to bed. You know, I would get home from practice and run. <laughs> All right, so David. It depends on what you're doing with your shape. <laughs> David comes up to help Jack blow out his candles, which there's two. And you can see where there's an eight and a one. So they have one view where mm -hmm. it's David and it's just 18. And you go back to Jack and it's 81. And they both love the candle at the exact same time. And if you didn't know this was a body switch movie, this would be a clue. If but, you didn't know it was a body switch movie, then you're in for a wild we, ride, <laughs> Mr. Toad. Well, which we watched the Siskel and Ebert review of it because it was on this thing of, of it too. And they were like complaining about this they were like well obviously it's a body swatch flip thing and obviously that and i'm like you guys watched the trailer right or i mean you guys knew what this movie was going in like why are you acting like this yeah but if you're doing a body swap movie you kind of want it to be obvious that's the premise of your movie it's the most major plot point bodies are swapped Ooh, jack frost is a body swap movie <laughs> the, the michael not. keaton one Oh, that is, it yeah. It turns into well, a snowman. Actually, both are technically a body Well, snowman. actually, both are. So One yeah. is more than more... It's well, more metamorphous. If you go from little Tom Hanks to big Tom Hanks, and we're calling that a body swap movie, you gotta call Michael Keaton turning into a snowman a body swap movie. So then would your soul like, is transferred. Would you I, count yeah, the I mean, you're right. as a body swap movie? Because you yeah. go from Bruce Banner to the Hulk. That's true, too. Oh, God. If I you're going to swap a body, I guess a I guess that is the body swap subgenre, metamorphosis. Okay. There you go. I That's will what allow happens when you ask all a, li the li a librarian about it. Subcategories that bitch right. quickest. <laughs> I will allow all of that as body swap movies. I'll allow it. I guess I, it's great. in. Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde. Yeah, yeah. All right, anyway, so we cut to the end of the party. That was at Jack's house, but now Jack... Well, where does Mr. Hyde come from? His subconscious. Is it like Tyler Durden? Yes, it's exactly like Tyler Durden. No, because Tyler Durden's not real. Like but, at all. But Mr. Hyde couldn't be real either if he well, came he from... he turns into Mr. Hyde, doesn't he? Yes, like the Hulk. but where does the personality of Mr. Hyde comes from? He's subconscious. He like Tyler Durden. Well, you do because he's a personality well, very Durden, deep in his subconscious. Well, Tyler Durden might be of a split personality too. I don't know. You, well, and, and you thoughts. think Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde are not a split personality? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. You want to go get some coffee? Come back. These two are done with this conversation. <laughs> oh man. One is I don't think Doctor Jekyll like the narrator and Tyler are one person. Yes. Two personalities. Correct. But. Doctor or Mr. Hyde, I haven't read the book. I've only seen a couple of movies. It's supposed to be alcoholism because he becomes more of an asshole and stuff like that. So I don't know if it's so it's not a separate. Distinct I don't know if it's a separate distinct personality just, or it's just him enhancing all the see, terrible now, things about him. I don't think that the Hulk is a separate distinct personality either. The Hulk is a separate I think personality. 
I don't think the Hulk is a separate, <laughs> distinct personality. Puny Banner. In any of oh, them. Any I think that they're just... Puny Banner. A mute uh, part of his... A suppressed part of his subconscious. You know what we should do? We should watch Thor Ragnarok and figure that out. Tony is a gypsy. And... Sure. <laughs> what if I do this? No one can see that. Oh. This is a... All right, so anyway, <laughs> we just left the party that was at Jack's house. Yep. Now, David and Jack are driving around in Jack's Rolls Royce. Jack is letting David drive his Rolls Royce, which that's a cool grandpa. I wouldn't so, let my grandson drive my, my Rolls Royce. My 18-year-old grandson drive my Rolls Royce. What about Batman? What about Batman? Miss Bruce Wayne and Batman. It's the same person. Is it? That's the same way. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, so Tony we at work and Tony at home. Tony. Are they two different people? <laughs> No, but yeah, no, no. but that's you are, vastly different. You people. are a different person. I'm not that different. <laughs> hey, look, some people go to extremes. This no, one. no, this is like. But work Elaine and home Elaine are two different people. So are Batman they? and Bruce uh, Wayne. Work Elaine's real yeah. fake. Um, <laughs> Batman and Bruce Wayne are the same person. But no, Batman and Bruce Wayne. Batman is Bruce Wayne's hobby. So like when you go and you play Wait, that no, World One Forty. Bruce Wayne is Batman's hobby. No, no, Batman is Bruce Wayne's hobby. Superman <laughs> is Clark Kent's hobby. Yes. No, Clark, Clark, Batman Clark is Batman. Kent. Bruce Wayne is a fake thing. Superman is always Superman. Clark Kent is his hobby. Bruce Wayne is always Bruce Wayne. Batman is his hobby. Because he wasn't Batman <laughs> as a child. He grew up and created Batman. No. Batman's his hobby. Much like when you play Oculus, that's your hobby. So Tony Yaga? The Black Bat? Oh, that's true. That's my, that's my call sign. That's yes, like but Batman he, he is, is Tony his... Yaga. He wasn't always Batman. I heard little kids, they would hide behind little things, go, it's the Tony Yaga! <laughs> One kid was singing a thing, the Tony Yaga will he was, come. He wasn't always Batman, He, but he's always been Bruce Wayne. Just like Superman wasn't always Clark Kent, but he's always been Superman, he's always been Kal-El. Well, that's the name. I rose by another name. Okay, so. So we're in the Rolls Royce, though. We've been in this Rolls Royce for about 20 minutes. <laughs> Rich I'm people not, have not weird a, hobbies. Not a great looking Rolls, if you're going to pick a Rolls. I mean, this is like a... Maybe that was George Burns's Rolls. Maybe. This is an older Rolls. When you look at new Rolls to this one, it's like, hey, what were the special I mean, features in that? Like a 1912 Phantom or whatever. They're still gorgeous cars. This one's like... Based on the fact that this movie has a unspecified budget, maybe they had to get a budget Rolls because they're driving it into a... Yeah. Maybe they didn't yeah, want to spend the money for a really nice one. They but, just got the cheapest one they could find that was also a Rolls because they were driving it into this magic antique But store. looking at this Rolls, it point. could go through a window and still keep going. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a fucking tank. Those old cars, man. They don't yeah, no, shit. they just had to redo the paint job. Yeah. <laughs> like, what'd you do? Maybe you not even that. <laughs> Sorry about your building. <laughs> we're going to go. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go. They don't make cars like that anymore. I know. I wish they did. Those things are fucking well, they, Unless they're for the, actually the military. Whenever I hear that, I always think of Back to the Future when he's like, uh, where they're flying above Biff in his car, and he goes, why don't we just land on him? He goes, he's in a 44-4. We're in a DeLorean. He'll crush us like we're a tin yeah. can. Well, they, that's, that was the thing, is the old cars, if we hit each other in two, like, you know, 1920s cars, the cars are going to fucking be fine. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> but nowadays, the cars destroy themselves so that we try to survive. Yeah, it absorbs impacts. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it yeah. absorbs the impact so you energy. don't die. 257 Chevys hit each other. The two people are liquid inside the cars. You gotta, You're going to back around a little. Pick some paint up on them. That's why chicken was such a fun game. <laughs> That's why chicken was such a fun game? <laughs> I, I, I did the one where you go off the side of a ro- uh, the hill. The hill. No. 
Like in you're not talking, you're talking about the ones with two cars yeah. hit or the one where they're hill? I'm talking footloose chicken. Oh. No, I'm talking about Rebel Without a Cause chicken. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. I don't know. Never that did you ever see the Rush Rush, Rush video? Did you ever see Lost watched. Boys? Yes, I've seen. Well, they do in Lost Boys. Did, did you ever see the Paul Abdul Rush, Rush Rush video with Keanu Reeves? Yes. That. I don't I've remember. Heard about that. Where he was playing James. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. All I remember there's a lot of wind. Rush. And her Rush. scarf is like. I don't know why Reeves. they pay the money to get Keanu. I don't know what how much money he was worth back then, but they got Keanu Reeves for the video. Maybe New Paula or something. I don't know. Anyway. Where are we now? Oh, that's right. We're still in the fucking Rolls Royce. <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? It's it's not really Elaine today. It's it's me and Tony. So, and I just had one question about body swap movies. So Jack wants to know, hey, are you hungry? And he goes, well, I ate at the party. Grandpa he goes, you ate that food? He's like, no, not really. He goes, all right, good. I want to go to this place. We'll get a steak. He goes, where is it? He goes, it's in Altoona. He goes, where's Altoona? And he goes, well, it's next to so-and-so. It's like, where the hell is that? He goes, just keep driving. Yeah. Where the fuck is Altoona? It's in California. All right, so they get to the um, diner. The, it looks like a diner. Yeah, I expected it to be like a restaurant. I'm like, oh, it's a diner. no, I was expecting it to be a diner. And if you're a millionaire, why wouldn't you have good food at your birthday party? Yeah, I'm 81. We're eating whatever I want. Yeah. Well, if it's Elaine's 81st birthday party, we're gonna have cheese, M and M's. <laughs> the problem is if like if Nana had one, we would have tea and cheese toast and shepherd's pie. <laughs> well, I don't know if that necessarily qualifies as good food, but but it the is problem to is, her, and she would have yeah, eaten everything. That's the thing. When you're 81, what can you eat? Anymore? Applesauce. Yeah. And it's damn um, delicious. Yeah. Jack wanted a steak. Yeah. Okay. From a diner. Yeah. That's it's a weird. It's a weird. It's it a, is a weird. But, you want to know what else is weird? His flirting with this waitress. Was that flirting? What was that? Oh, my God. Well, so they the, talk about um, David being not being good with girls. And he goes, it's not about, you know, being good with girls. It's not the same old lines. It's how you deliver them. And he goes, let me show you. And the waitress goes, Rita, is that your name or is that somebody else's clothes? And I'm and, like, that's such a weird question. Although it reminded me of your Chuck E. Cheese story. <laughs> yeah, Garth. <laughs> now, I, I'd like to explain this because I'm on board with George Burns here. Yeah. Okay. Because it doesn't matter what you say or what you do. It's how you do it and how you say it and how your personality is. If you have, a, if you have a high charisma score, you can go... Oh, blah, 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 that's and they're going to go... Oh. That's 100% true. That's 100% true. But that's if I'm dealing with someone that I'm attracted to and is in oh, she's is in my dating... She is not attracted to that old man. How do you know? You don't know her life. She may be into grandpa sex. She is laughing She says, I'm going to break your hip. The only reason she smiles and is, first of all, his question is stupid. Tip. She wants a good tip. She's working. She's going to laugh at your dumb jokes no matter how creepy or weird you are because this is her living. Uh-huh. She does not want that creepy old man. With his old balls. And he doesn't even, it's the line that he gives is not even a flirty line. It's just strange. Like, it's a think piece. <laughs> You know the best you lines know are want? think piece. You know what you want? You to be talking to some girl and you say something weird to her and her just to be confused. <laughs> what was the line that I first chatted you up with? I was not confused. I knew exactly the reference you were making. <laughs> but that that was that and was a throw. Like if you didn't get it, that would have been weird. Yeah, and you would have went on about your date. You wouldn't have thought if I gave you a pity giggle that I was into you. Yeah, I would. I was like eighteen. You didn't think I? Never mind. <laughs> I was like eighteen. If you were looking at me, like, yep, she's into me. <laughs> you were into me. I was, <laughs> but I got your reference. 
But my point is, is that George Burns is right. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. I think you're both right. I think he's trying to explain to his grandson, look, just talk to women. They're just women. Who cares? You'll, you'll, you'll eventually pick it up. And at the same time, yes, she is... That is her job. Look, of... His advice is great. His, he's perfect. But the way that he proves that his advice yeah, is true, it's, it's not yeah. proof. But, but at the same time, this kid's an idiot, and he's just trying to make a point. You know. Actually, we don't know if this kid's an well, idiot or not. We don't, not. We don't get idiot. any part of this kid's life. We know life. that this kid's socially inept as far as women come, so he's just like, look, I just talked he's to this lady. He's a very lady. sensitive artist. Okay. He needs to look at that sunrise. <laughs> and weep. <laughs> All right. So, I'm afraid to say this. So they're back in the rolls. I they go, boo. <laughs> they're back in the rolls. I feel like we're going to be here for a minute. And I thought, is Bazazzle the body spot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to be thinking about this all week. Because I'm going to get a pretty phone call from Tony 3 in the morning. Dude. Hey, man. Hey, man. What uh, about uh, alien? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Because technically, no. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Will and John, for the in- onslaught of phone calls you're going to get this week. You know, Vic's bored this week. You should call him. He's not the same. I know. That's why he has nothing better to do. Sure. Call Vic. Vic, make us a list. What is What qualifies as body swap subgenre metamorphophist? Right now, Will's yelling at his, at his radio, No, man, I have a list. Come on, call me. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, so... Is I don't know! <laughs> on the drive back, now Jack is driving. Body swap because subgenre Because those one was the 81-year-old driving at night. I know, right? <laughs> and as they're driving, this is why you don't want the 81 to drive at night. He missed a construction worker, and David yells, Grandpa! And this car does not have great handling, and they swerve towards the antique well, store. I think it might not be the handling, it's his reflexes. <laughs> That's fair. But so, I like uh, the part... Where they reach out and they hold hands. He did leave a party that I'm sure he was drinking at, too. Yeah. So let an 81-year-old drink and drive. <laughs> at night. Well, <laughs> what could go wrong? That must have been Madeline's idea. Yeah. Buckle your seatbelt, uh, kid. We do find out later he had changed his will. Don't change your will, okay? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so they hold hands and go through a stained glass window. Um, it's a, it's oh, no. Stained glass windows later. Yeah. They go through the... The front Regular of the storefront. Store. And we see Godzilla, evidently. I mean, yeah. Of the Arcanic We'll have to watch it again. The Arcanic Cabana. Carly's favorite tertiary object is the Arcanic Cabana. It's She's not, but it almost was. <laughs> All right. Sometimes so, once you talk about stuff, No one can hear you. you like way over room. there. <laughs> well, that's where the chapstick is. <laughs> you want to say that line again? Hit it with the line. Sometimes the more you talk about it, the more you realize what you really loved in a movie. <laughs> yeah. There have been movies that we watched that I came in here naming and I left and I gave a maybe. I don't know if I've gone all the way to yay. Although she got close from yay to nay on in, on uh, Queen of the Damned. We don't talk about that. But uh, I listened to that the other day. It was so fucking funny, man. <laughs> Elaine was so mean to me in that episode. I mean, she was so that mean. That movie is trash. <laughs> Friends, go, go back and listen to our holidays tomorrow. I mean, it's um, not Queen of the Damned episode. She's the it's no, not she's you. Mean to me. It's not you. you it's that movie. That movie is why you mean awful to me? trash. <laughs> why were you mean to me? You knew that that was going to happen because it makes me so angry. You picked Godzilla. It's not just that I dislike that movie. It makes me angry. Is that a body swap? That's what I hear. Now, is Iron Man a body swap? I was thinking no. about that too. 
Oh. He's just a dude in a suit. <laughs> but he is Iron Man. No. What about Doctor Strange? It's not distinct. Is Captain no. America a body swap Look. that never goes back? No. Iron Man is not distinct when his he's in the suit and not. Different. He's he swapping his body. fucking dude. No. Captain America is just really intense roid usage. <laughs> <laughs> he technically doesn't change. And Iron Man. And Iron Man. Iron Man. Right. Tony Stark never changes his personality one iota as Iron Man. He is always Tony Stark as Iron Man. No, he changes. No, his time well, the change. His time in his time in the cave in the cave yeah. changed his perspective on life but yeah. that never changes iron man from not being tony stark fair enough <laughs> like iron man isn't more altruistic than tony stark is all right so anyway we cut to the next day evidently when jack wakes up and we hear jack's voice and we hear oh he's awake and he goes oh great you must be a doctor <laughs> and we see jack um arnie and uh, the mom which i didn't get her name Look at him, and he's like, oh, okay, great, you're here. And then he sits up, so and he asks... my voice? Yeah, I must land on the gear shift. <laughs> <laughs> and he sits up, and he goes, how's David? And they look at him like, what? And they look over, and he sees Jack, and he's like, wait oh, a second. Shit. Now you hear George Burns talking the as inner Jack. Monologue. When he thinks, he sounds like he's Jack, Jack, but when yeah. he, he talks, looks he's like David. David. So for the rest of the movie, my notes, I will interchange between Jack and David to confuse the hell out of you. Oh, okay, fun. <laughs> I just assume they're the same person because David's no longer in this movie. David's in a coma. <laughs> we were also looking at it. You did a body swap movie before this. I did. Face swap. Or did you do That it? was just a face swap. It's a body swap. Yeah, because they, they changed switched the body. Too. But they didn't change bodies. All they changed was the skin on their face. And their bodies. And their bodies. They sucked they the spat the out body. and put the scar on. And that's just that's just extreme plastic surgery. Well, look, that, that was the most realistic body swap movie we've ever done. <laughs> but I don't so know that, that, but that doesn't If you're going to actually body swap with someone, that's how you do it. <laughs> no, because the body swap is a different soul, not a different face. Well, there was a different soul in the short archer body. It, it never Troy. stopped being. I'm Castor Troy. <laughs> Castor Troy was always Castor Troy with Sean Archer's face on. I don't know. Are you tricky, Dick? <laughs> Sometimes. I really thought this was going to be a real fast episode. I did not know we were going to get into this whole debate about body swapping. It's an interesting discussion. Oh my goodness. This More interesting than this movie. We were at the fucking Rolls Royce on the way to the goddamn night of a tournament. It was interesting to me. It is interesting to me, too. <laughs> so we'll David's parents drop him off at the frat house, and he pulls a cigar from his jacket. And he goes to light it, and he can't find a match. And he sees a book of matches on the floor. So he goes to kneel down like he's an old man, and then he stands up. He's like, wait a minute. Uh-oh. He says, wait a tick. Everything and works. He, and he picks the matches up, and he throws them down and picks them up again. He goes, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> And he runs. And, <laughs> and does cartwheels. And does cartwheels. And hand splits. And then somehow he finds all the equipment at, yeah. <laughs> at a track event and he's doing the pole vault <laughs> and he's fucking jumping over, uh, what do you call Hurdles. it? Hurdles. Hurdles. And... Sure. Oh, man. And then he's not sweaty and he lights a cigar and he starts coughing and goes, Don't worry, kid, you'll get used to it. <clears throat> Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> Well, he doesn't know. I mean, honestly, if all of a sudden I was in the body of an 18-year-old, I would probably do that too right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute. My knees don't hurt. Holy shit. You could do that if you were in 33-year-old John's body. Yeah. That, <laughs> either one's fine. I'm just saying, 33 was a good year. Really? That was the peak of a lane right there. 33. We didn't even know it. Yeah, I hit my peak and you missed it. 
Well, you I were was there. there. <laughs> I didn't miss but it. I was know, there. But we didn't take proper advantage of peak. For me, it might have been like 28 or 29. That would have been Elaine was 33. <laughs> but that's when I was in great shape. And I was doing all right. You know, we could do that again. We can, we can start doing it. Not that I'm not still doing all right. We could right, do it. We could make a pact. We could do it. in great shape again? What do you say, Carly? <laughs> do you remember Deb Coon? I do remember Deb Coon. She was older than, I mean, she was, what, 50? Almost 50? Hey, Deb, I wonder if she's listening to the podcast. I'm I don't think Facebook so. friends with her. I am probably am too, but I don't. <laughs> I'm still Facebook friends with... Um... Brian Kelly. Shooter McGavin. Oh, Judith. Judith. <laughs> I'm also friends with her. Shooter McGavin. Well, she did this. I know. But he's not a real person. <laughs> well, Egg Shane's not a real person either, but I'm friends with him on Facebook. Oh, well, there's, there's that. <laughs> yeah, now I want to be friends with Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So now, David decides he's going to go to his frat house, and he evidently doesn't know which room this is, so he sleeps on a bench. <laughs> Man. Which is like when you re-listen okay. to this, and you're just gonna hear psh, psh, shoot my Gavin. You're gonna die. <laughs> I don't even know you did finger guns. This is why you know. This is why one of our our listeners, our friends, came over, and he was like, "I like your podcast. It's like you're just hanging out." <laughs> Pretty much. Because we are. Sometimes we forget. We're this is what podcasting. we do when we're not. And when we're not recording, this is what we do. This is the Only John doesn't get mad at us when we go on uh, tangents about I do what oh, no, he is does. or isn't. <laughs> I, I absolutely do. <laughs> All right, so um, the Ross and his gang of misfits wake him up, and they're like, hey, where's our papers? He's like, what? What are you talking about? Jack has no idea what's going on. Mm-mm. Yeah. He says, all right, give me 20. Earlier in the movie, Ross made him do 20 push-ups. Yeah. So he pulls out his wallet, and he goes, I can lend you 10 now. He throws them on the ground. He's like, what the fuck? He goes, 20 push-ups. So he starts knocking out push-ups. Just then, Paulie Shore walks in and walks out. He says, five more of these push-ups, and I'll beat your ass or something. <laughs> All right. Um, so then they walk off, and Paulie comes in, and he goes, "What do you want? Twenty more?" He's like, "Don't get mad at me. I didn't do it." And he goes, "Oh." So he starts playing with his face. He's this must be David's friend. Yeah, he like flicks his earring or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they go to class. Which it is a thing that older people, at least in movies, always think it's okay to touch other people's faces with the cheek pinches and the what's going on here and that's because when people get old they think they should get a pass for being weird and rude also when i'm 81 i'm not paying for anything i'm just gonna walk in and out of stores with stuff they're never gonna arrest me be like i'm old i'm when you're 81 you they might all be stores like those amazon no pay stores or whatever the those are pretty cool but you just go there and so grab it shit. won't matter go ahead grab whatever you want they'll that's just true. take the money out of your account. <laughs> or you're in california and you can just do that now. yeah you just steal whatever you want and then they blame the store I would prefer you didn't do that. No? All right. The jazz triangle doesn't have a great retirement. <laughs> you should have chose better. You're chosen profession. Saxophone? Maybe you should have gone with the tuba. I could have missed the saxophone. I hear, I hear tuba That's a is a big deal. To be the tubular around. tuba? Yeah, or every, the upright bass. But every time There's we have something to, very sexy that? about the upright bass. What's the instrument that Katie plays that got her a free ride through college? Oboe? No. Now she's a music teacher, but she also makes money on the side giving lessons in this random instrument that got her a free ride through her master's degree. Was it? The clarinet. Flute. Oboe. Maybe it is oboe. Ukulele. The bassoon? 
The bassoon? It's not the bassoon. She's not a listener, so she's hopefully not offended by this conversation. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyway. All right, so Paulie and David, um, they're walking through class, and I love David's outfit in this because he had to go change out of his tuxedo, and he's wearing like a really oversized shirt and some jeans that have paint all over them. Yeah. Which is funny because that's styled now. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's coming around. Yep. It's that, weird that I don't know why is... that paint flicker thing, like if you have paint all over your stuff, I'm like, yeah, I got some of those in the garage. <laughs> I don't know why these are the clothes that he chooses for this his first right. day as David. Yeah. Because later we see he dresses like dresses Jack. like Jack. Yeah. Is but you think he would have at least worn slacks. Yeah, he could have dressed. Well, up maybe he looked in David's clothes and was like, "There is nothing here," and he just grabbed something. And later, he goes to Jack's house, and because they're not that different in size, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Jack just true. takes his own clothes. Possible. All right. Anyway, they walk to class, and it's our in art class, and it's the eighties. Yeah. Um. So we see some boobs. So, uh, Jack harasses the model. Then she gets naked and she he oogles No, no, he doesn't actually say anything to her. No, he, he does. He, he says, uh, oh, when she first comes in, you should get up early or something like that. He was just joking about oh, That's right. But I forgot he didn't say that out loud because yeah. to me he harasses the model. <laughs> he didn't say that out loud. And then it. he says some creepy ass shit. He's, and he's like oogling her, like ooh, and he goes ooh, 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 ooh. And, and the, the teacher, teacher is over. like, "What are you doing?" And he says, "Do you realize the last time I saw a naked lady?" And he, then he thinks to himself, "It was last Thursday, but it still gets me." But I'm like, they do paint him out to have had this life with lots of women, but then he goes all crazy and loses like his he's mind a for a naked lady. Boy. And I'm like, although I mean, it is I've, I've obviously done art classes like that. It is weird when. A girl comes and stands in front of you naked but, for the first time. You're like, I'm drawing her, but it's, it's just kind of weird. Yes. Just standing here naked in front and of me And she's a beautiful drawing. young woman. And granted, he's with older ladies. But Madeline, Man, even if she's 40, it's not like she looks that it. different than... Yeah. <laughs> she keeps herself up. She's trying to get him un- All right, fine. But since you're so upset, we're skipping ass chat. Moving on. Fuck off. It's a nice ass. Nope, I don't care what your opinion is on her butt. I care about your opinion on her, but so since the, you were oogling it hard enough to write down your opinion, what is it? <laughs> the teacher walks around. He's looking at everybody's picture. <laughs> and none of them are really good. Then we get to David's, and it looks like a little kid drew, drew, drew it, and he's like, oh, David, I see you're loosening up. I see a little bit of Picasso in here. He goes, yeah, a little Picasso. And he has a little uh, ascot. ascot, or is it an ascot, or neckerchief, or something on something. He goes, not much. It's a sprinkle, like a little seasoning. And he's he's this guy is doing his best George Burns impression. Yeah, because he walks good. like he's got his broom up his ass. Well, that's because Unless, I guess if you get used I to guess, walking yeah. a certain way, like if I was to walk in an eighteen year old body, I'd have that same like. Yeah, it's like that scene from um, the Birdcage when Nathan Ling walks like the Duke, oh, yeah. and then Robin Williams <laughs> starts shit. laughing. He's like, "What was it terrible?" He's like, "No, I just never realized the Duke walked like that." <laughs> I thought you were going to go, Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. No. <laughs> go, Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd. No, because no, he keeps it all inside. Oh, that's right. You're right. All right, so we cut the history class where Polly is there, and Jack's like, do we have every class together? <laughs> yeah, and there's no reason for him to be this mean to this kid. Well, he's kind of an asshole right now. Uh, Not kind of. And they stare at Robin, and he's like, oh, yeah, she's hot. I'm like, all right, this is a... And how did he know this was the kid that... The girl that his grandson because likes. Paulie was looking at her, and I, I guess oh. he got the idea that this is Robin. Yeah, I got the impression he took his cue from Paulie. Okay. So then Robin tells the teacher that she can't find Harry Truman's middle name, 
And he gives his whole thing about how... He laughs at her like she's stupid. Yeah, which is what teachers do. Yeah, this does that. So, like, Harry's parents couldn't come up with a name for him, so they gave him an initial. And and David goes, wrong. (laughs) He goes, I see you brought up on the old hogwash. And I was like, hogwash? Hogwash. There's a fucking word we need to bring back. Caliwhacker and hogwash. Gawkamaze. It gave me some uh, back-to-school vibes when... when, uh, Dangerfield's yelling at Kenson. and Vonnegut and Vonnegut, yeah. Another that's thing, Vonnegut. Good. That's a great. Have we done? We haven't done that movie. Yet. No, because it's, it's about a good movie. Won all the money and uh, made all the money movie. and. It's, it's not a body swap movie, but it is a job swap movie. <laughs> what happens if a rich, a rich, successful businessman goes back to college and they try to tell him about it's, business? He's like, wrong. Yeah. It's not a body swap movie. That's just a I'm a millionaire and can do what I want movie. Those anyway. could be fun. <laughs> so then, um. Harry tells the whole story about actually his last the S is for Sergei, which he got from an East European uncle, but he changed because he was Russian. afraid of the Russian influence after World War II. And he goes, well, how would you know that? And he goes, oh, I heard it from the man himself. You talk to Harry Truman? He goes, no. He was a very close friend of my grandfather's. And this impresses Robin. All right, so we cut to the men's locker room. Which, honestly, anybody that stands up to that asshole probably impresses her. Because yeah. that guy's a fucking sleazeball. Tool bag. So we cut to the men's locker room, and this portion what of the podcast... What kind of tools are in that bag? Yeah. This Not portion bad. of the podcast is sponsored by Adidas, because it looks like Adidas threw up in this locker room. It is everywhere. This is a product placement. <laughs> uh, and he gets into it with Russ. And Russ is like, make sure you stay out of my way. He's like, all right, why don't you eat big rubbery dick? This is the thing. George Burns was in this fraternity. He understands about hazing. Why is he being such a douche about being hazed? I know it's because he's trying to make his grandson's life better and because he's, you know, he's not going to take shit from this kid. But he understands about fraternities and hazing. Maybe it wasn't like that when he was in his day. Um, I'm sure it was worse. Yeah, that was probably like the 20s. Who knows what they did? Probably made you eat snakes or something. Eat Eat snakes. snakes. Who knows, man? Are we talking about Crocodile Dundee again? Or trouser snakes. Whoa. What's a trouser snake? I don't know. (laughs) It's a word I heard once. (laughs) Took the bait. Show her. All right. She took the bait. Show her? It's from the Dance of Bob Strikes Back. But she says, uh, do you like rhinos, these kind of things? He goes, what about trouser steak? And she let's, goes, ooh, it's not, let's what's not a trouser steak? And, and then he's like, ooh, <laughs> took the bait, show her. Wow. Never mind. Wow. Mm. All right, anyway, so they run the race. Mm. And as they're running the race, David is losing. Until he sees Robin. And you hear um, Jack say, watch this, kid. And he comes in second place. <laughs> And the coach is like, wow, that was really good. And he goes, I'd have blown his doors off him if it wasn't wearing these bloomers. I'm talking about his shoes, which evidently I'm like, I've got to think that the technology yeah. of running shoes from 19-whatever this guy went to college till the 80s was significantly better. Because look at shoes now. They're considerably better from the 80s. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. Because you see those marathon runners from Africa that learned to run with what, like... Fucking, with no shoes on. With no shoes on. Those fuckers from Kenya. And they're every time. blowing the doors off of everybody else. So maybe less shoe is better. Have you ever seen running shoes nowadays? They're really there's nothing to them. Or maybe people who just practice more run better. I don't, I don't know. know. Could be. Could be. Mm-hmm. If you have to run everywhere you go, perhaps you're a better runner because you can't just drive in your car like a fat like ass American. Gump? 
Yeah. Or if I was going somewhere, I was running. Blind people that have run for their lives their whole time. Yeah. All right, so we cut to Robin, who's reading a book, and David approaches her. And they chatted up a little bit. And she's like, hey, um, can we get together sometime to talk about Harry Truman? And he's like, well, this weekend is no good for me. It'll have to be Monday at dinner time, the two of us. And she's like, okay. Like, you have a boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, but she doesn't think they're dating. She thinks he's helping her with her thesis that she's having a really hard time she's, with. She's sticking a little toe in the waters. <laughs> That's cute that she doesn't think it's a date. That's like uh, the other guys. This is not a, this is not a, a we're not eating dinner. This is two colleagues discussing a case over food. That's dinner. I hope they like a case of prison food. And we don't know how serious her and Russ are. Evidently not that serious the way she <laughs> she just tosses them away. But she was legitimately asking him for help on her homework. Uh-huh. And he turned it into a date. Yeah, he did. And she is going to fail this class because the professor clearly has it out for her. So she's going to take what she can get. Fair. She'll go on a fake date with this creeper from her history class if it means she can have a decent thesis and get out of that dude's class. I also have to be really bad for Robin. She has to deal you with this, this creeper from her high school. Which creeper? Yeah. yeah. The lesser two creepers. And Russ doesn't seem to treat her very nice. That may be true, too. All right. Robin, we're all sorry. From all of us here at the Other Christian Movie Podcast, all of you out there, we're sorry. And then another timeline, she's got Peter Venkman trying to hook up with her. Jesus Christ. Jesus, this poor, poor, girl. poor girl. But in another she's timeline, she's with um, Scott Bale. professors. Look, when you're a certain age and you're very pretty, That's you good. get harassed it a is. lot. She, she it's, not, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. 13 million and whatever he outcomes. He didn't hear me make my there rocks. Was the yeah. one. <laughs> one. I can't, 14 can't, million outcomes, she ended up with Scott Bale once. <laughs> Scott Bale. Who doesn't love Scott Bale? He's so dreamy. <laughs> He's so dreamy. Looks like Elaine loves Chachi. That, I don't give a shit about Chachi, but Scott Bale was dreamy in the 80s and early 90s. All right, so we cut to David having a nightmare about going to Robin's house for dinner, but now he looks like actual Jack. So yeah. it was 80, was 81 year old Jack going to dinner. I don't understand oh. the purpose of this scene. I thought of another one. Oh, yeah. God. What about Soul Man? <laughs> No, we're That's not. not a body swap movie. That's an imposter movie. That's like white chicks. He's, yeah, that's like white chicks. They okay. don't change their body. What's They're just funny, wearing really bad makeup. What's funny is you could well, find no, the white chicks anywhere. Pills. Look for the movie Soul Man. It don't. is gone. You shouldn't. I tried to Nobody buy it should a few watch times it. and you can't. No, Soul you Man? shouldn't. No, that movie has been erased from yeah. existence. Don't watch that ever. Why? It's well, not okay. It wasn't comedy. okay then. It wasn't okay now. It well, doesn't matter that it was the 80s. <laughs> All right, question. Question. Some voodoo. Have you seen Trading Places? Yes. All right. Um, are you okay with Dan Aykroyd being in blackface? No. Why? <laughs> because it's not okay. Uh-huh. It's really about, it's not about being another race in no. a movie. It's it's how you do it. Actually, Tropic you know Thunder. what? Tropic I don't, Thunder. Actually. Almost won an Academy Award for that. I know, which is kind of messed up. <laughs> um, let me just say. The difference between Soul Man and the difference between Trading Places is Dan Aykroyd was in disguise. Okay? He wasn't. So was Soul Man. But the kid in Soul Man was impersonating another race to get something for free. That is not okay. He was doing that. You mean like Elizabeth Warren? Yes. Oh. I mean, what's worse, that she did it for real or there was a movie in the 80s about it? Both things are equally bad. No, the problem with Soul Men is that we were okay with it and we played it for laughs when it's really a fucked up thing to do. And it's always been a fucked up thing to do. But being in disguise is not. It's different. 
I kind of want to watch Trading Places. And blackface in old movies is fucked up because they did that so they wouldn't have to cast black actors, which is fucked. Which is that's not, a whole other problem. Which is that's not what up. we're talking about. Way, way to way to get the not we're not talking about that category. It's a subcategory of body swap. And Tropic Thunder was a the best body swap in Tropic what is Thunder. That? Was, what's uh, Tom that Cruise. called? That type of movie? It's it, no, it's not a parody. A it's a it's a. Satire. It's a satire, satire, which is why they did that. The whole point was how wrong and fucked up it was. Yeah. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> what do you mean, you people? That was a great movie. Dudes out of dudes. I'm a dude playing another dude playing another dude. <laughs> All right. So. So watch Soul Man. <laughs> Don't. You can't find it. <laughs> it's on Voodoo. Two ninety nine. Real oh, yep. Lord. You were not. No. Yeah. After Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> and leave the weapon. We're getting that tonight. <laughs> We're not getting that tonight. We're never going to watch Soul Man again. I haven't seen the movie since like the early 90s. Nobody wants it. to see it. It wasn't good then. It's not good now. It's even worse now. Because you know what? There's lots of things where that don't hold up. You know what? Probably 100% does not hold up. Soul Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, David is woken up by Paulie. I'm watching the Beastmaster again on repeat for four days straight. Paulie wants him to come finish the mural. And uh, Jack is like... Um, I don't know how to do this. I can't do this, so. I'm glad you didn't try to mess up David's mural. Yeah. Oh, no, but back to my original point. I don't know what the point of is that scene with the dream sequence. He has this nightmare, but it doesn't make any sense. Like, why are you worried about this? Why is this a nightmare? Because David is, Jack is feeling guilty for being in David's body, basically. Is it just supposed to be funny? Like, it just was weird. It It didn't make any sense. Because at first, Jack was having a great time being 18. Uh This is the moment where he realizes, oh shit, I can't be 18. I'm stealing my grandson's life. I need to figure out how to switch back. And there's probably some guilt because he can't. Did you get that vibe? I was very confused by it. Okay, thank you. Anyway, so we cut to David visiting uh, Jack in the hospital, and he's talking to him, and he's interrupted by Charlie. Charlie was in the movie earlier, was at the party, is Jack's friend. This is Red Buttons. So, David, for some reason, drives Charlie home in his convertible blue beetle, Slugbug Blue. Why did you hit me? Slugbug. That's, you're not supposed to hit people. <laughs> You mean like when you're playing uh, Oculus, you walk over and you mollywop them in the head with the controller? No, like you have, your doctor told you you shouldn't hit people, your knuckles are bad. Uh-huh. Soul Man has 1% more than Jack Frost on the Mama Need. <laughs> That's a tragedy. Now I'm going to go put a good review on Black, on Black Frost. Jack Frost. Black, Black Frost. Frost is a different movie. Oh, uh, what does that tell you about that movie you made us watch, Tony? <laughs> All right, so. It didn't have James Earl Jones in it. That's true. So, um, David tells Charlie that he's actually Jack. And Charlie's like, no way. Until David tells him about a whole bunch of stories, including one with some USO girls on sings By the Light. Are those the actual lyrics to By the the Light of the Silvery Moon? You'll find out later. Drop the pants in my room. Are those the actual lyrics? next door. I don't have any idea. We were with Eleanor. Go ahead, Tony. She wanted more, but we had some before. Ooh. All right, so we're going on the road. <laughs> so at David's parents' house, um, they're having dinner, but David doesn't want to eat. Apparently, it's not very good. There's cauliflower au gratin. 
which is interesting. Actually, sounds gross. Is, is it like his favorite? Because it, they all seem surprised he doesn't yeah. want it. Anymore. She said, "I thought you really liked this." But let me just say, I love the potato. Do you want to know the one kind of potatoes I won't eat? Oh, potatoes of rotten. You don't like all rotten potatoes? No, I don't. Like <laughs> I love them. I don't like all rotten, and I don't like scalloped. Hmm. Oh, I like scalloped potatoes with ham. You gotta put some ham in there. <laughs> <laughs> ham in there. That sounds like a sexual. Broccoli or rotten might be good. <laughs> What's that? Broccoli or rotten. You gotta put some ham on potatoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, Dale. Go ahead, Carly. What you turn into the cage? <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you. Oh my god. Oh. oh, that should be your voice for your new uh, changeling character. Oh no, it's gonna be Nico from the watch. I know. Um. But I might try cauliflower au gratin. That could be good. All right, I'll try it. Okay, so. But now David gets up, and he's talking like he's... He says, isn't there any liquor in here? And he grabs... He starts smoking a cigar and pours a cognac, and his father's looking at him like, what, what the, the actual fuck? fuck? He's only 18. Well, I guess... It was the 80s, first of all. Yeah. I mean, he could smoke, but you don't get to just smoke in my house without asking. But he definitely couldn't drink in the 80s. Sure he could. Well, I don't know what the drinking age was in the state. Third. This was the 80s. Okay. He also calls him by his name. Yes. Yeah. Dad, so. is, uh, it's just Arnie. You should then later he calls him Daddy, which is weird, yeah. too. <laughs> See you later, Daddy. The dad is like, Daddy. <laughs> All right, so David goes to his own house. To Jack's house. house. Oh, to Jack's no, to Jack's house, and is greeted by Madeline. And he tells Madeline, hey, we need to talk. Madeline is having a party. And he's like, who the hell is that? He's like, oh, it's just some friends. It's very lonely. In here it right looks now. like a key party. Oh, hello. Or a swingers convention. Hello. Soul Man. We'll play a game of who's in my mouth. Soul Man debuted number three, right behind the color of money and Go trading on. places. Crocodile Dundee. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Tony was very excited about that. I was like, wow, that's funny. It always comes back around on this podcast. You know, I'm like, ooh, maybe I should look at Soul Man trivia. And then no, because I don't want that movie anywhere in my browser history, ever. Okay. Because it's just... She doesn't even know. Have you ever seen Soul Man? Yes. Really, what's What's your favorite line? Soul Man. What's my favorite line from Soul Man? Name a character in Soul Man. What's the main character's name? I I don't know his name. I've seen the movie. I know the premise of the movie. I haven't seen the movie since the 90s because... No sane person ever watched that movie after 1993. Actually, I don't even know what year that came, movie came out in. Because that was the same year that Nessie Ruffles came out and filled that void. <laughs> yes. Because why would you watch Soul Man when you could watch Scott Bakula? <clears throat> Bakula got back. Yeah, he does. <laughs> All right. So Look at that, back in the, that Bakula and them Daisy Dukes, y'all. <clears throat> oh, I get it. It's just not funny. All right, so... Um, he tells Madeline they need to talk, and she's like, okay, great, go into the study here, and um, I'll, would you like a drink? And he says, a vodka martini, straight up with an olive. Oh. Just like your grandfather. <laughs> yeah. So then Jack, um, David sits down, and he looks at a picture of himself and goes, wow, I look the same I did 10 years ago. Old. <laughs> and he's smoking a cigar, and then Madeline uh, comes in, and we get a nice little callback. Um, sorry. Oh, shit, my notes skipped on me. Uh, give me a moment here. Hey, vamp a little bit. 
Yeah. All right, here we go. So Madeline, no. Madeline comes back with a drink. I got it. I mean. And and David tries to tell her that, hey, I'm actually Jack. But before he could do that, she tries to sleep with him. And he's like, wait a minute. What about you and Grandpa? And he goes, oh, that's strictly platonic. And he's like, platonic? This hurts him. And he runs out. and, And he runs out. And then we have a callback to when he first met Madeline. And evidently, he shared his gift with her. Yeah, he did. I'm just going to let that lay for a minute. <laughs> I'm sure that's all the time it took him. You have no idea. This man made laid more pipe in this town than Wall Patrol plumbing. He's 81. I don't think it takes a long time. He gets more this is than more, This is more... And I'm sure she had to do all the work Damn. because he, we wouldn't want him to break a hip. <clears throat> I mean, you know what? Good on... Good on Mr. Burns here for, you know, being able to perform at his tender age. Yeah. All right, so we come back to the his frat house. His prostate still works great. Way to go, buddy. At the at the frat house, there's a bunch of Ross and his cronies are playing poker. And David comes in, and he's dressed like Jack now. And he talks up about how good he is at cars. And he goes, you know what? If you would have just let me play, you guys would be the baby. And this would be the candy. And he reaches over and he grabs Ross's chips. I was like, wow, this is a bold move for a guy who's going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we flash, flash forward to about, I don't know, 16 cigars later, which is a very long fucking yeah, time to no play cards. Shit. And the whole thing comes down to one hand. Of course. Mano Tamano. Russ versus Jack. Jack. And they bet big money. And they make a bet. He goes, you know what? We don't have to. David says, like we don't have to look at the cards. I'll bet, I'll bet all this money that I beat you in the finals of the race. And Russ goes, fine. <laughs> By the way, I was bluffing. And he goes, and he shows a pair of sevens. And David stands up and is like, <laughs> I had nothing. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> and he walks out, By the light of this. No, he didn't do that. <laughs> all right, so then we cut to David and Robin discussing Harry Truman over dinner. It's not a date. It goes well. And Robin makes a date with him again for Friday. Because he's like, hey, why don't we do this again on Friday? We'll talk about Truman. She goes, no, not Friday night. Why don't we go out? That's definitely a date. That is a date. Mm-hmm. But we have, but correct me if I'm wrong here, because there were times where I just couldn't pay attention. Her and Russ never really had a falling out. No. no. She just asked another dude out on a date. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Which, I mean, you know, whatever. College, who cares? But I, Russ. Just, Russ just, no, I know. But Russ does saying, care. It's, look, put your, put your shit on receive. It's important to break up with the person you're dating with before you start dating someone else. It's okay to break up with whoever you want. But please, just break up with them first. Right. But what if you end up breaking up with them and then you don't like the person that you're going to go on a date with? Then you go back to that person and say, you know what, I was wrong. I thought there was somebody better, and there wasn't. And then they tell you to fuck off. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Cut to Arnie in Jack's office. David walks in, and he sees how Arnie is doing. And he's found a way to increase productivity by 28%. Holy fuck balls. Without spending any uh, A significant amount more. And he's like, wow, why didn't you ever say this to Grandpa? Well, I tried. He never listened to me. He stuck me in sales and never listened to me since. Oof. It's like, oh, wow. Grandpa was a douche canoe and treated me like shit. (sighs) So we cut back to the frat house. They're trying to figure out what kind of party they should throw. Russ wants to throw a toga party, you know. And they're like, yeah, toga. And then David's like, oh, that's lame. 
Why don't we do it like my grandfather did back when the before prohibition? <laughs> you know, and they're gonna throw a roaring twenty part, roaring twenties party, and people like that idea. And I want to go to one of these. It looks like fun. You could throw one. I don't know if many people have them anymore. I didn't have a Charleston. It's not really hard. I mean, I'll show you for your wedding. Uh, I'm good. No, thank you. No, it's fine. Okay. It comes with the suit. I want to see. Just John and Tony dancing together. <laughs> you, you may, you may be dancing. <laughs> Unless he's going to teach Carly the Charleston too. I don't know. Carly took dance lessons for a while. She probably. I don't is... know if I know the Charleston, but it's not hard. I'm, I pick up things pretty quickly. She might be fairly fun. All right. And I might know it just, you know. I don't realize I know it. You know. <laughs> now I want to watch Thoroughly Modern Millie again. <laughs> okay. Well, David goes to the club now with Robin, and well, it was the '80s. Moving on. <laughs> God, it was Davies. Russ is at this ball. Is at the one club. It's amazing that well, Russ is at the one club that these idiots went to. And that that band on the stage, I forget fucking their name now. Boingo Boingo. No, they actually have been a band for forty three years, wow. and they're still playing. And I think they have a new album coming out. Shit, like they're it's like a real band. Founding, yeah, they're like one of the founding fathers of punk or some shit. And the when one of the main guys, because the reason I looked was because the song they were singing was really stupid. It's called like "I'll Be a Monkey's Uncle" or something, but it was written by Stan Lee. And I was like, "The Stan Lee?" No, I thought I was like, "Does it have something to do with comics or something?" So I looked it up, and no, the guy just happens to be named. It's not in the trivia. You think it would be? There are three pieces of trivia for this movie. Part of the late '80s mid-cycle of age swap body swap pictures. Okay. Oh, don't get Burn, This is George Burns' last starring role. He played 81 while he was 91. And uh, Dean oh. Cameron auditioned for the role of David Watson. That's the three pieces of trivia. Nothing about this cool band that apparently is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if I can look them up. All right, then. Anyway. The Dickies. That's it. The Dickies. Yep. Well, anyway, Russ sees this, and you can imagine, Russ is not happy about this. Russ is a teenage boy, or a 20s boy, and sees his girlfriend with... His pledge, who he's yeah. been giving shit to. Yeah. And it's obvious they're together. They didn't just bump into each other. And so David, he tries to gank her out of the club by the wrist. And David's like, yeah. hey, stop. So he lays him out with a punch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> David's like, all right, Russ. And he gets into like this old 20-style yeah. boxing stance. Fist of cuffs. And Russ does this weird karate yeah. thing. He does all these super flashy, silly kicks. <laughs> and he's like, I thought you said you didn't want to dance. <laughs> And then he lays him out again. Yeah. I mean, and then Robin runs over. Oh, David! This so is. Then Russ is like, "F the submobile." Yeah. Let's look at this from Russ's perspective. I'm with Russ on this. Russ is right. I'm dating a girl, and then I see her on a date with this pledge from my fraternity, who's being kind of a douchebag to me lately. Even though I've been hazing him, and he's supposed to, but and he never gave me my term paper. <laughs> okay. Or my two friends. Their so then I go and I confront my girlfriend, and she's. Not she doesn't even say we're not dating. I'm dumping you. Yeah. So I try to take her outside. So maybe we could have talk an adult conversation instead of listening to punk music blaring in my ear while I'm trying to. Talk and then to my this jackass pledge, fucking, interrupts me, makes fun of me. I mean, maybe I shouldn't have hit him in the face. Maybe you shouldn't have yanked but, her either. Yeah, but, but, but either way, it's not. But like this guy, he's not. He's not a monster. They don't do a good job with this. They should have made him out to be a like treated her shitty like the professor did, yeah. or it should have been clear that maybe they really weren't serious and they could see other people. They they that's, did this wrong. That's levels that they're not. They did this wrong. They weren't because it just makes her kind of look 
like yeah tr- butterfly <laughs> it makes her look bad and this whole we've built her up as this whole torture like the the professor stuff makes us feel really sympathetic but this makes me go well fuck her yeah well he tries to Mm. All right, so cut to the next morning. It's one of those really long dates where the sun comes up and David is showing Robin the mural that he painted with Paulie Shore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is long. They, talk, <laughs> they had that yeah. special connection. They talked all night. She had a special connection. They with had what they call a shared... Evening. Moment. And, he had, and she had it with, not David, his grandpa. Which, yeah. is, which is awkward later. When, yes. when um, he yep, fits nope. back in his body and goes, remember that night you showed me the mural? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. But we'll get to that. It gets awkward. Yes. All right, so we cut to the Roaring Twenties party, and wow, these college kids went all out. They got a fucking 1920s car, and they have a huge bonfire, and they have the, the straw hats and the whole deal. This is the kind of night Roaring 1920s really party hats, that rich people in their 30s throw, not broke-ass college kids. Right. Yeah. Real here. When you need your next weird gift for me, one of those hats. <laughs> okay. A pork pie hat? Yeah. Because you know what? I was thinking about watching this movie and I was like, I got to remember to tell Carly that that's something that she'd get me for like Christmas or something. That's true. Because Carly gets me weird gifts. <laughs> well, you're not easy to shop for. Carly gets me weird gifts. <laughs> it's true. I have love in the time of cholera. It's your art. And pizza And a monocle. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot and about the monocle. <laughs> one day, one day I'm going to put all that shit on. And it will match, and it will work. <laughs> Please, once you put your monocle on, and I'm gonna wear it to her wedding. <laughs> once you put all that stuff on, and you are at her wedding, and like you stand up and give a speech, and but I'm instead, see like everybody, here you go, yeah, nice. You take out the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Another great gift. Stamp your wax seal on it and your monocle. I give this wedding my the seal of approval. <laughs> Read, the read, read from the love in the time of power and then do the Charleston. Yep. Oh, man. And everybody's like, don't let John have any more to drink. <laughs> How much does he have to drink? Well, oh, man. he pre-partied, people. He pre-partied. Tailgated. He had one job to do was get Tony here, and he's done. <laughs> All right. So Russ confronts Robin, and they clearly break up at this point. Yeah. Um, so David interrupts this conversation with the three papers for these guys that he was supposed to have written to them explains to them how great these papers were and one at a time throws them into the bonfire. Yeah. So now we have... move time. (laughs) We now have another 80s fight where Russ does more spinning kicks. I said, dude, this guy really wants to kick him in the face. (laughs) Let's just be real here. is a little more plausible than... David is kicked out of this fraternity. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's, he's not getting it. Regardless of his relationship with Russ, there were two other gentlemen's papers he threw away. Yeah. He's also, kicked out of this fraternity. No, well, I don't think so, because you're not supposed is, to have somebody write your papers for yes, you. Yes, but... But he's also, like, leading the leading this, like, yeah, like whole situation. I'm They're not following this freshman to... I know. Yeah. It's a movie. It's like Team Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it's, it's okay if we have amazing. a werewolf playing the team, right? Yeah, yeah. sure. As long as he doesn't travel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... There's a freshman who's in charge of the tournament. I mean, travel for away games, but not travel. But later, at this point, they have another 80s cool fight. But this time, David wins. Uh, It's not about (laughs) it. Well, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. That is totally... Look, if the Hulk (laughs) is a body... (laughs) Then Team Wolf has to be. Look, just, well, then, I'm just saying, all we do is body body swaps all of our our thing now. That's all we do. You did a body swap. You did um, Werewolf. Yeah. And American Werewolf in London. And maybe Dust Till Dawn. Those vampires really change. With the titty twister. 
Because they change you from a human into... A rat monster. <laughs> Speaking of people at the titty twister. We'll get to that tomorrow. Later. All right, anyway. So at the, and now at the frat house, Russ says, I'm your president. And, <laughs> and David says, you know, but think Madam Presidents, they can get impeached. I'm like, did he just take the presidency? I know. <laughs> it's like, calm down, George Burns. <laughs> You're not a multimillionaire in this reality. He doesn't care. This isn't his I life. Know. I know. He's just wrecking this dude's life. Like, this kid's going to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, so, it's the 80s. They don't shoot know people in the 80s. You're fair. That's, that'd be now. All right. So, but now the Russ and his cronies leave and they all dance the Charleston and they all know the Charleston. It's an yeah. easy dance. It is an easy dance. So then they hoist. No, that's Mario. No, that's. <laughs> da, 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 da. So that the Charleston is. Then they hoist. They hoist him up on his shoulders like he was Babe Ruth who hit a home oh, run and fucking because he won, the, he won the presidency. Yeah, he won the presidency. <laughs> And they're so carrying much. him <laughs> off. I'm like, how drunk are these kids? Uh, I don't know. They think they're in a parade. I don't know. They got really into. I've never been to a party. Where Maybe they made was actual dancing at that level. Even dance parties. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe they made actual bathtub gin. They would have had to have the actual bathtub gin. And it was potent. <laughs> so then Charlie shows up to this college party. Sure. Mm-hmm. And says, hey, they're going to unplug your grandfather. And he's like, shit. He actually says shit. And now he knows he has to cover his ass. And as he's running by, he goes, you guys like (laughs) go-bots. This is my Alfred. I cannot wait till that shit dies. Alfred, hi. (laughs) I hope that if there were to be another underappreciated movie podcast bingo card, do you like go-bots needs to be on there because you say it every fucking episode. We'll do Lethal Weapon and then we won't do it anymore. Lies. That's true. Do it forever, (laughs) especially because I hate it. It's my Christmas break next year. Nice. All right, so um, we get before they get to the hospital. We see Madeline, Arnie, and the wife are exiting, and Arnie says that wasn't Dad. It was just his body. And Madeline gets in her red Mercedes. Yeah. And drives over the fucking curb. Yeah. What was the point of that? She didn't need to go over the curb. To show what kind of a bad person she is. Because you didn't get the fact that she was a bad person when she tried to sleep with her companion's grandson. It would have been better if she peeled out and almost hit somebody on a gurney. (laughs) That would have shown it, but also... She's also a shitty driver. But it's it's pointless. Lots of people are good people and still shitty drivers. That's true. (laughs) Lots of people are shitty drivers and good people. Bad people, shitty, good drivers. Mm -hmm. It works both ways. All right, so David arrives and he's frantically looking for uh, Jack, uh-huh. and we find that the Jack is alive, but barely. David tells an orderly to hook him back up. So they all left when he was still alive. Yeah, they just unplugged him and said, "All right, now die alone," and Peace they fucking left. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah, they let the orderly walk this guy around, and the orderly's like. Yeah, sure, you can take the body. Yeah. <laughs> but now as he's running, the whole hospital staff is chasing him. Yeah, because yeah. orderly wasn't like, yeah, sure. The orderly was like, I just pushed the body. So yeah. I don't and he stole it. He stole his He stole his body. So is the body snatcher. Yeah. <laughs> yes, much it like is. the ladies in 9 to 5. <laughs> they <laughs> stole the body. It's a body snatching movie. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. So, but now he starts talking invasion. to he starts talking to his grandfather, grandson. He's talking to his grandson. He says, David, you wake up. And at one point, David wakes up. He's George Burns. And picks his hand up so they're holding hands and then they go through the stained glass window yes and everybody who's chasing them stops where they are they're like I don't they, want to be part of this anymore because <laughs> broken like, cases oh, no no they're, they're, yeah there's glass broken go glass there's no, broken glass no, everywhere no, no. you gotta be careful razor sharp sharp someone could die yeah so no one no one but Charlie has the balls to come through here yeah and the hospital 
does not call. What's the dad? Albert? Um, your son came. Arnie. Arnie. Whatever. <laughs> they don't call him and say, hey, your son came and stole your father's body. And then, attempted to kill him. And then crashed him through the chapel window. Um, you owe us a bunch of money. I'm sure Jack. Oh, by your. Oh, by the way, your dad woke up. I'm sure they're contacting him immediately. I'm sure they're contacting the family immediately. Jack did. Jack would have to pay for that. Well, Jack would pay for it anyway. Yeah, it's true. Charlie's not paying for it or whatever. All right. He's got all the extra money now because he's not supporting uh, what's her name anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he couldn't die because if he died, then she would get half of the business. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why it was so important for him to save. His grandson's because life. He fucked up the will. They needed to add that extra layer to it. It couldn't just be because I don't want my grandson to be dead. <laughs> so Charlie walks in because none of the of the hospital staff would, and he's yelling at Jack, and Jack's like, "I'm over here," and they body swap back. Nice. And David is confused. He has no idea what's going on. Uh-huh. I'd say. Like and, he would. <laughs> and he at no point explains to David no! that they swap bodies. I could not, not believe that. The only the thing he does. does is say, I'd like a cigar inside your left jacket pocket. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, right in here you have a cigar. He at no point <laughs> explains to David. This is any, when you tell your grandson what happened. Any of the things. At the end he does. Yes, but he waits for the end, the evil bastard. It's really dumb. He lets him go back to school and I shit know, without telling it. It's he has a girlfriend he doesn't you tell have about. You a girlfriend you don't know about. And there's probably a group of people that want to murder you if they happen to come across you. But You got kicked out of a fraternity. You have a girlfriend. No, no, you're oh. the president of fraternity. Yeah. <laughs> Like there's a lot of this is some stuff you might want to catch him yeah. up on. You might want to get him a note. Oh, also your teacher doesn't like you anymore either. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Alright, so we cut to Arnie in Jack's office. And he's talking to Jack from like the great beyond. But now Jack enters him through the intercom. And Arnie's like, Oh my god, Dad, can we talk through this? And Jack opens the door and goes, No, you asshole, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not know I'm alive or not? They didn't call yeah, they the didn't tele- call and it's it's not no, it's- the same day. It's the next day. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Grandpa's alive. <laughs> so we cut to Madeline. How'd you get like, home, son? Grandpa dropped me off. Grandpa's alive. We cut to Madeline. And released from the hospital? We're almost done here. Stick with me, <laughs> folks. Sorry. Stick with me. Crazy. Look, this whole movie is not is off the rails. The I know, there's dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. But this is not only is that true? off the rails. It That's ran true. through a barn into... <laughs> All right, so a Mad- chicken factory. Madeline looks like she's a ready for a party. Factory. She's pouring champagne, and Jack shows up. And she's like, "Jack, I'm so happy you're alive." You can see that she's faking it because she's yeah. not a very good actress, evidently. Oh, she fake. She she's been she faking it for a while. She's been faking it for faking a while. Make notice. Yeah. So anyway, Jack throws her out, and with her fur coat. Yes, because the fur coat. He asks uh, the butler, "Did she come in with that?" Yes. All right, give it to her, and he throws the fur coat at her head. And he says, I want her out of my will. And tomorrow, and he says, call the lawyer, one out of the will tomorrow. Boom. And Jack died that day. Yeah. (laughs) I want that lawyer here tonight. Give him an extra 10 grand. He's taking care of this right now. No more chances. So the next day at the track event, David is seen getting ready, and Jack comes to see him, uh, and David is confused because he would be. And he gives David his track shoes. He's like, here, take these shoes. They're They're magic. magic. Nice. Look, man. <laughs> David, at this point, David has to know it's not the same day as when he went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I went to sleep, it was cold out. It's he, fucking he, summer. Last, he, last year, he didn't qualify for this race. <laughs> last week, last I remember was your birthday, and clearly, it's been well, a week and a half. Well, the other thing is, he doesn't have know questions about the body switch. No, he no, doesn't. he doesn't. So, so what happened? In why that would week he and believe you? Yeah. What happened to that week and a half? 
Why is he not asking questions? I'm sorry. I would maybe ask a doctor. <laughs> How did I lose a whole week? All right. So at the race, uh, race or starts. My friend, David Barrett. is dead last the entire race. Yeah. Until the glow hits him and he takes off like a bat the out glow of hell. Hits him. <laughs> he's not, he's gaining on everyone and the crowd is going mild. Yeah, the crowd is <laughs> going mild. And David wins the race and Russ cries. Because David Russ took everything gives him from him. A thousand dollars, and he has no idea why. So <laughs> Russ because David. Russ is not a welcher. After the race, Russ, Russ approaches David and gives him a handful of money. David looks at it and is like. What? Yeah. <laughs> Robin approaches him and kisses him, and he's even more confused now. He's like, what's going on? I'm getting money and kisses. He doesn't even know if he likes Robin. He admired her from afar. He knows nothing he about says, her. He says, I love you. <laughs> That's just because his penis woke up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. They did a we're penis swap movie. It. The look on his face when she first kisses him, I said, I started singing that he just did his penis. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did my did oh God, yeah, that's right. He might have. <laughs> he probably did, man. This guy. All right. I was like, I don't think this dude's Sorry. ever kissed a girl before. Well, I kissed a girl. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Taste ever cherry chapstick. Did anyway. they? Cher- no, yeah, they did in the eighties. So All right. So then, lip smackers. Robin makes another date chapstick. to talk about Harry Truman later with David, and she kisses him and walks away. And he's like, Grandpa, Grandpa, I need a huge favor. I need you to tell me everything you know about Harry Truman, right? And my life. Yeah, and, he, and they go arm in arm, and they walk away. And they hear, it hey, 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 hey. He doesn't oh, imply, it is never implied oh that God, he that was... even tells him anything about what happened in that last week. No, because he says, I'll All tell he you. says is, I'll tell you about Harry Truman. No, he says something about uh, another thing. He says, I'll tell you about what happened later or something like that. Explain something. All right, so what did you think, Carly? Okay, let me, let me pull back up my notes. I had to fucking power through that last fucking 30 <laughs> minutes, because you guys didn't want to go. We have, Jesus, take the wait, wheel. Look, there's a lot to unpack here. All yeah. right. There's a lot. Oh, wait, Ben. Oh, sorry, you don't get to go first. Okay. Ben, you have to go. <laughs> oh, that's right. Before I forget, Ben, you go. Oh, wait a minute. George Burns, because you're a damn fool if it's not George Burns. My least favorite character is his wife who's trying to screw George Burns out of his money. Uh, my favorite scene would be the scene where he sings 18 again because again George Burns singing uh, my favorite line I don't remember exactly but it's when George Burns comes back and basically repeats the lines that she used on his grandson when she was trying to get in the sack with him yeah. and then uh, okay, my favorite tertiary object is uh, the, the ancient track shoes that George Burns wore twice to win the uh, track meat or whatever like that. I give that movie a soft yay. It's been about 30 years since I've seen it. Write that down. <laughs> but it's been 30 years since I've seen it and I still remember all of this. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Excellent work. <laughs> Alright, sorry about that. We had to get Ben in there. Alright, now you can sorry. Alright, so I had a rough time picking a favorite character. <laughs> yeah. I went with the butler. <laughs> With Polly Shore as my second, <laughs> because he was a damn good friend. He was also a damn good butler, the butler, um, who was from the Mummy. The Mummy. <laughs> yeah. He's the the drunk pilot in the Mummy. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Welcome my, back to the podcast. My least yeah. favorite character, I wrote the professor, because ew. Because <laughs> ew, indeed. My favorite scene was when he takes Robin to see the mural, and we actually get to see it. 
because in all the other times when we've seen it, it's nighttime, and what the fuck it looks is like this trash, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, then we get to see, see it, like, and it's nice. <laughs> it could be graffiti. It could be a political yeah. statement. We don't know. <laughs> my favorite tertiary object, nothing is beating, in my opinion, that coach's sweatpants. <laughs> the one that yeah. 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 The guy who got deodorant on his fucking waistband. Every time. Every time I saw that man, that was the funniest thing in this movie. It was something. <laughs> and my favorite line, I went with the one where he says, Grandpa, when I'm your age, I hope I'm half as... Lively. Lively. And he says, don't look ahead, kid. You're half as lively now. And I will maybe it. I'll I didn't it. hate it. I'll take it. I didn't love it. But it wasn't... like. The the movie I saw about the grandpa going back to college when I was growing up was Back to School, which I have watched. That's not a grandpa. That was his father. I would was it? Oh yeah, yeah. I would not pick that movie for the podcast because I don't think it holds up, and I don't want to. I don't want to revisit it. But I think it does. I I like the movie, but we can't do it. It, It's it made all the money. Yeah. But anyway, birthday pick. Yeah. It it kind of had some of those vibes for me with the the older guy kind of taking over and everybody loves him and yada yada. It was just this is a body swap movie version of it. I didn't like it as much. I don't have nostalgia for it, so I'm gonna make it. Tony? Nope. I'm making Elaine go last because she's gonna shit on my movie. (laughs) My favorite character is George Burns' Jack. You know, he's not a great character, but none of these characters are particularly great people. They're all selfishy in their own ways. My least favorite character is Madeline, because she's terrible. Uh, my favorite line is, I would date girls my age, but there aren't any. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite scene is um, the race at the end, because it was just ridiculous. And he, at the end, he gives him the money and stuff. I did like that he gave him the money. Mm-hmm. He didn't watch on him. And my favorite tertiary object is... Um, it's a small thing, but there's a scene when Jack comes out of the bathroom. He's got his, like, this red... I don't know if it's a smoking jacket or a robe. I couldn't tell. It's just it's just really badass. It's red and black. Um, I just thought it was cool. I will, uh, I'll give it a light yay. It, I, it was a movie I watched a lot when I was little, and so there's a lot of nostalgia for me for it. There you go. Go ahead. My favorite character is Barrett, Polly Shore. He's a good friend. At one point, George Burns... His name isn't Barrett in this. His name is Guy. (laughs) His name is Barrett. At one point, George Burns even asked him, why do you do this for me? And he's like, because I'm your friend and I like your art. Mm -hmm. He's just a good dude. Uh, My least favorite character... My least favorite character is Jack. My favorite scene is the birthday party in the beginning. My favorite line is, it's not the lines, it's the delivery, which is just good advice. My favorite tertiary object is Jack's booby painting because it was funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this movie is not a bad movie. It's just not a movie. It's not a movie. It's not a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. This is the plot here is like there is a plot and they don't, oh. but they don't tell that movie. Dream a little dream. Uh, that was on my list. There's too. just body swap movie. Like I none of this makes say, sense. Give me time to think. <laughs> There's a bunch of dots here. And they don't connect it. It's just a scribble <laughs> across the page. It's not worth your time. It's not funny. It's boring. And it's not that it doesn't hold up, which it doesn't. Because <laughs> George Burns isn't even charming in this because you don't get to see old... Because you don't get to see old man George Burns. You just get to hear him while this other dude plays. 
does George Burns impressions. It's not charming. <laughs> it's not funny. It's just boring. Just skip it. It's not worth it. Whatever you remember it as, keep that in your head for all eternity because it's better than this is. I do think... Elaine, out. I do think she has a bit of a point with the whole... It, it could have been funnier seeing him as the old man, too. You know? Like him going, oh, I, my back hurts. and Oh, I can't pee or whatever the fuck, you know, the old, old people's problems are. You don't ever get to see, you don't get any of that humor because he's in a coma the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it could have, I mean, huh. it, what would have been another 20 minutes? It's supposed to be George minutes, Burns' starring minutes? role. George Burns isn't hardly in this. going to go for What's a while. It? Nothing? All right, so my favorite character is Jack. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is Madeline. Mm-hmm. My favorite scene is the Roaring Twenties party where they do the Charleston. Yeah. yeah. My favorite object is the Adidas tracksuits. Yeah. Because they are the same color that I'm wearing today. Mm-hmm. Um, what color is that? Um, Bordeaux. Yeah, Bordeaux, yes. Wow. And my favorite line is, do you know how long it's been since I've seen, it's been since I've seen a naked lady? It was last Thursday, but it still gets me. <laughs> because that's funny. When I was a little kid, that was a funny line, and it's still funny to me. And I will yay this movie, because I think it's fun. And much like Tony, I watched this a lot when it came out and have nostalgia for it. It was on massive rotation on HBO. Yeah. I watched this one and like Father Like Son and yeah. Vice Versa and all of these movies a lot. Dream a Little Dream. Dream a Little Dream. I didn't watch as much. I wasn't oh, a big huge fan of the Quarry. My sister was a big fan of the Quarry, so I didn't like that one as much. I liked it just because of Lost I had to watch License to Drive a lot. Oh, God. License to Drive. Holy <laughs> shit. I watched the shit out of that movie. <laughs> I watched the Lost Boys a bunch, too. But, yeah. I enjoyed this movie. So, yeah, that. All right. Carly? All right. Well, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated. Oh, my goodness. Underappreciated movie podcast. And you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We may or may not read it. And uh, (laughs) you could also send us a message on on SoundCloud, and we might actually read that. (laughs) We're on our Facebook page, too. Yep. And uh, tune in next week. On the podcast. For Tony's pick. (laughs) I'm going with uh, 2004's Dawn of the Dead remake. There we go. Okay. Is that Doors Day? Uh, Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? I'm real sad that you made me watch this movie, but I'm real happy about the conversation about where to buy it from. It'll happen again. Oh, I'm sure.